0: Welcome to a new episode of Time to Shine. This is your host, Oscar Santolaya. Time to Shine presents you interviews with successful public speakers who share their experience and secrets with you in a weekly podcast. Hello, everybody. When we see and listen to extraordinary speakers, it's easy to first think that speaking in public is all about a great performance. Our today's special guest will challenge this and will tell us how to be an authentic speaker. Ninke van Zoyen is a keynote speaker, international master trainer and coach for CEOs, entrepreneurs, teams and individuals. Nink is an established TEDx speaker coach in the Netherlands. She's also a member of the Public Speakers University in London. Hello, Nink. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Oscar. I'm very pleased to be on your show. Really a good thing to make a connection all over the world from the Netherlands.
0: Thanks to you for, for being here. Nink. Do you, could you tell us more about yourself and your projects?
1: Sure, sure. Um, it's always a bit strange to start because I'm I'm an international TEDx speaker coach. I have my own company about public speaking. Um, but in my, I always say my former life, I was a nurse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a mother, I'm a trainer, I'm a teacher, I'm an author, I'm a speaker. But in my former life, I was a nurse. And uh, people say, well, how do you come to, to public speaking and training then? That Well, it's all about helping others to be ready to stand on their own feet again. Um, for example, if you if you are a nurse and you have people in, in the hospital or at home when they're ill, uh, the thing I did was just helping them to, to get better and, and standing on their own feet and make, in, in a way, myself not at use anymore. So that's exactly the, the quality I use in my coaching as well, because... I help speakers, public speakers, to to find their own strength and step up from there um, in, in a similar way of service as I did as a nurse. Although it's a completely different field, of course, but it's the quality I still can can use in in my my new life. So that's that's what I do. Um, I'm a business owner since 2008. Um, I'm at my third company and now I am Mm -hmm. doing what I really love and that's all about public speaking and that's how you found me to talk about that
0: oh yeah that's correct and I, I like a lot your your metaphor was saying okay you start being a nurse and then now you also help people to to, to stand up again, right? yeah, well, that's, Yeah, I, to
1: tap in their own power again. And that's no different if you have about a physical body to to be healthy again, and I can help you to make a, a healthy speaker uh, mm-hmm. all over. And that's that's also the topic where we're going to talk about today, this this authenticity. Uh, I, I will c- go back to that later.
0: Sure. Could you surely tell us how did you start with public speaking, you started with ours? When Did your career change?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, In a way, it it happened for me in in junior school. I had to give these school presentations and I was at a very local uh, school and we had only 16 kids in the classroom. So every fortnight, you were on duty to prepare a speech and and to to tell about some topic Uh, and i loved to do that and every great presentation you could get a sticker Mm -hmm. and i always say i collected stickers like a squirrel collects nuts because i loved it um And and even the teacher, I think I was about nine years old, said, well, you could be a a teacher or a speaker. Mm -hmm. And I all forgot about that. And I became a nurse. My mother is handicapped, so I was always nursing. So I ended up in nursing. And or a long, 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 long period. I only gave speeches at family uh, uh, events or um, when I was graduating from from nursing school, I, I had to do the, the the speech and I did it just sort of out of the blue, not really prepared, always a bit emotional every now and then because it's it was sometimes a big happening. And then I, ended up in in the front row at the train the trainer program because at that time as an entrepreneur i was writing trainings for for a company and i thought well this is nice and at the front row at t Harv acres t Harf-Aker said every speaker is a leader and every leader should be a speaker Mm -hmm. And it was like lightning hit me because I thought oh my god I can do this I can serve others in in speaking um, by training them so I went to train the trainer in in London I think it was 2011 I was scouted to do the masterclass in in Phuket worldwide masterclass um, making the stage um, after that, I did a master facilitator program of Blair Singer in, in Phoenix, Arizona. That was all in about six months time. And in, uh, Arizona, there was for the third time I met a voice coach, Deborah Torres Patel. And, um, she has a program, find your million dollar voice. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this is awesome. Uh, I like to do that, but. Debra lives in Singapore and I thought, I've been all over the world now. This is enough now. Make some money first before I make a big investment. And then Debra said, I will be in Switzerland. I thought, oh, that's awesome. I can drive there. (laughs) So in in September, I went to uh, 2012. I went to her program, Find Your Your Million Dollar Voice. And two months later, I became a TEDx speaker coach Uh, and I set up my own business uh, presentation master. And since then, it was really booming, booming business for me, uh, because I can help people to to give them a voice, have an overall uh, good performance, and, and in like your world, uh, make them shine.
0: <laughs> yes, I can imagine. So everything came from a quotation.
1: Yeah, and it, it could be a quotation, but I have another quotation yeah, for later. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Ink. Could you uh, share with us a stage fright moment have you had?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, I must say, Oscar, um, I don't like the the frightening moments so much to share. Um, mm-hmm. It's good to, to overcome them, but... In, in my motto is just to, to tap into your power and, and being frightened. It's not really a, a power. It's, it's, to me, it's a negative power. So I, I would love to share a really nice moment with you. Um, I, I know, uh, Andy Harrington in London and I'm mm-hmm. one of his CSA's coaches for the Professional Speakers Academy. And, um, he always says, be always ready to speak. I think it's a really good thing because you have to be overall ready always, and it's, it takes a lot of preparation and, and and practice. But if you feel ready always, it's it's good. And I ended up being the stage manager at a national Chief's congress in Amsterdam. I think about, about two and a half thousand or three thousand people in in the in the venue, and. Uh, Just to to explain what the stage manager does, I had Les Brown, Kim and Robert Kiyosaki, Mm -hmm. uh, and other big names on that stage. And I was the one sitting beside the stage. If I could be at service for the main speakers, I had to jump up and give them a a pencil or whatever uh, and and protect the the large stage. And the owners of Success Resources, um, Richard and Veronica Tan, they like to bond with the whole group by singing. So on day two, um, Richard Ten went on, on stage, I think somewhere after lunch or so. And um uh, Macatram was the host of the whole event. And these two, they're quite short people, um, were on stage. And they said, well, like we like to sing together. And they started the song uh, Power of the Dream by Celine Dion. Can you imagine just two, two, one Afro-American and one um, Asian guy singing, not really well, um, The Power of the Dream by Celine Dion, two men on stage. And I was sitting beside that stage and I was singing along with them. And out of the corner of his eye, Richard Tan, the CEO of Success Research Sources, saw me singing. (laughs) And he made just a gesture, come on stage. So I had to (laughs) jump up. I had uh, an earphone in and I could hear backstage the people saying, um, switch off the microphone when Richard Tan started to sing. And when I had to jump on the stage, I could hear in my ear, mics on again. And now I had to sing in front of two and a half thousand people, a song I really didn't know very well. Richard Senn handed over his mic, he put his arms around my waist and I had to sing, I had to perform and I did it and I loved it because I had been in front of this audience for already one and a half day. You're sitting beside the stage smiling like the Mona Lisa because everybody can see you all the time beside the main stage so I had to sing. And for me, it wasn't really a frightening moment, but it was stepping into my power. Because if I can do this singing in key out of the blue in front of two and a half thousand people, I can do everything. And that's the thing I, I like to share with your audience, because if you are prepared and you trust yourself, you can do it. No hesitation. And um from that moment on I was really ready to serve big audiences.
0: Oh yes, you that's an amazing story. And you were you were really prepared. That's why there yeah. was no this stage right. Yeah. Fright.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah so I shared this sort of three famous minutes uh, on on the <laughs> on this stage with richard tan and, and 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 uh, well, we sang along with two and a half thousand people in the room well was really good to good to do <laughs> and a good sort of for your your unconscious mind to keep that moment of success and mm-hmm. It's good to tap into that success moment again uh, when you need it. So you don't have to have any stage fright any longer. I would advise do for, for all speakers or people who want to be a professional speaker, tap into your moments of success mm-hmm. and, and and use that on stage because it makes you so much more powerful and, and, and fun to, to listen to.
0: So that is your... Your moment that you, you have recalled many times, I, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not scared about anything any longer. Wow. Because I, if I can do a song in front of two and a half thousand people, I really don't know. And the mic is switched on out of the blue. I have to do it. And and people loved it. Okay. What to <laughs> be scared of? Nothing. Nothing any longer. <laughs> it's really fun to do. And, and I always shared it with my coaches as well. Just mm-hmm. to, to inspire them to step up big and, and just do it. Because everybody has a great message to share. Um, uh, everybody has value. So don't keep it in. And just just do it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Nick, now going to the main topic of this episode. Could you tell us what is an authentic speaker?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Oscar, I, I did some research um, in, in the Netherlands and, and Northern Europe for speeches of of top CEOs executives uh, bankers uh, politicians uh, how they perform and what i could find on youtube I, I searched for hundreds of speeches and what i realized is not even 10% speak authentic mm. they do an auto cue they do whatever a communication coach has told them not to say But the real people who can speak with an inspiring message to to speak from the heart, that's something what's really, really missing. And last week I was uh, with a lecture in uh, one of the famous business schools in the Netherlands and it was a really great speaker, but he was sort of, holding himself with his hands in his pockets you see that a lot with public speakers hands in pockets and to me by the knowledge i have now it's a signal that they're insecure because they're searching for stability and if you speak from the heart and you use your hands uh, with for gestures and to to help your voice you don't have time to put them in your pockets and you don't need to um, uh, be stable or, or solid. You need to to inspire and to, to provide your audience in a way um, with hand gestures or arm gestures with purpose, moving on stage with purpose and for me an authentic speaker is a speaker that serves the audience and that's my nursing thing coming mm-hmm. back, I guess. And the most important thing is speak beyond your own ego. And if you see all these famous important people and mainly men speaking, um, there's so much ego and no service because they share what they have to share and not what is important for their audience. So it's always based on their own field, not at service level. If you can speak from the heart um, and you you do that with a message that makes a difference, uh, and you don't need speaker notes or you don't need lines or whatever, uh, and even auto cue, when you're not reading out loud your PowerPoint, then you you are much more in the field of being an authentic speaker. That's, that's for me the difference. If you can mm-hmm. speak from your inner self instead of a speaker note or what you are guessing or, or prepared to do. I, I work with my speaker success circle and I always say to my clients, it's 770% body language. It's 20% voice use and only the 10% of content. But... It all needs to be really well done because if you have great content at ten percent and you have a great, great body posture and and body language, great, mm-hmm. but no one can hear you, mm-hmm. you yes. have no success. If you have an awesome uh, message and you speak really well, but you're you're standing like like we say in NNL as a potato bag, mm-hmm. um, it's it's nothing. What's what's really sort of Getting your message into to another level, so you and you can have a great voice and a great uh, body body posture, but if you have no message to share, where are you then? So you need to be a hundred percent successful to be successful as a public speaker, and that's what I what I do with my clients a lot, and a lot of people focus on that ten percent, and you can be uh, authentic in the ten percent of your content. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the body speaks so loud you can hardly hear a word you say because you're not aligned with your message or your voice is not aligned with your message. So you need to be 100% successful in the whole field. And if you tap into that and you are beyond your ego, in my opinion, you get into the field of being authentic speaker.
0: Oh, excellent, excellent explanation. It, it covers many of the aspects that usually discuss, like body language and focus on your yeah. audience.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. making the real eye contact and the, mm. the real connection. And and for me, it's important to serve the audience and how can you serve audience if mm-hmm. you are ego-minded. Then it's all about you. Just a, a good check if you, if you check um, speakers, if you see speakers, mm-hmm. You, you can't watch any speaker without any special glasses if I, if I share this with you. But if you look at the body language, you see a lot. Uh, like I mentioned, the hands in pockets, but also the mm-hmm. chin back, uh, yes, upper yes. body back. A uh, man usually put the most important part of their body up frontwards. Um, they, they, a lot of people stand with their feet in a, in a V shape or like I say, the Donald mm-hmm. Duck. Uh, stand. Um, and you can't breathe properly, you can't uh, do the optimum work what you need to do uh, as as a speaker, but you will see them and just count the word in, in, the, in the speech, how many times they say, I, I can provide you with this, I can do this for you, I, 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 mm-hmm. or do they have to focus on the you? Like they say, what I can do for you, it's different what I can do for you. It's so it's so um, you can see in, in a way straight away if there are I focused or you focused. And in yes. my opinion, every public speaker, if you are at service, you use a lot more use than you use the word I. Mm-hmm. But that's my opinion, Oscar.
0: It is true. Is uh, p- p- um, we tend to use I no? because we want to express yeah. something, but is that's a big challenge to really u- using the, lang- the the written language, the words yeah. using you yeah. or emphasizing yeah. in in the audience because that's that's the reason why you are there yeah. on stage.
1: Yeah, you you facilitate your audience a lot more with you than you do with the I. Mm-hmm. And, and that can make the difference in, in public speaking a lot. And, mm. and I think that's what the, the world will change to because um, I think we will enter a, a time that people um, don't want to listen to the eye-focused people mm. any longer.
0: Yeah, I guess people will notice this because it's, it's yeah. not easy to notice uh, at first. It's yeah. like reading the body language is not so easy yeah. to notice for many people. But yeah, people will, will learn, as as you said.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that will be the future of the the public speaking.
0: Mm. Nick, you already mentioned you made a research about mm, more or less the, the percentage of the speakers who are not authentic. And you say it's more or less ten percent. That
1: yeah, we we'll do it right. Yeah, in in other words, it's the ninety percent what mm. yes. can improve. Exactly. I would, I don't want to say they do it wrong, but they can improve. Mm. They can improve massively and easily. Um, if you, if they only know what to do. And that's the, that's the main point. What I noticed, at least in the Netherlands and in, in the UK. Um, if you get a communication course or a public speaking course, you get a lot of things in, in tips and tricks. And I mm-hmm. don't believe in tip and tips and tricks. I don't believe in polishing just from the outside a speaker. I believe in, if you know, for example, how to use that more the you focused questions or the, the you focused to your audience, um, it will make the difference in, in, in public speaking. So for, that's the challenge, um, for, for the, the speakers, uh, who are in the 90%. How can they change that? And the other thing is not everybody wants to. Because it's always a bit scary to to open yourself up and say, "What can I do for you?" because some people, especially le- in leadership positions, mm-hmm. they're used to tell others what to do. Mm-hmm, yes. So if you say, "Well, uh, what can I do for you at the service level, mm-hmm. they see it as a weakness. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something what will change as well over over well the short period of time in the future. I'm, I'm sure. Because it's more in how can we do it together, or how can we uh, make a difference? What's your legacy um, more than you have to do what I say you have to do? That's the difference. But not everybody's ready, and that's what I saw on on my research as well.
0: Okay, Ning, I know that you are, you are you are writing and probably going to to publish very soon one book. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: really really exciting. Yeah, um, my uh, my book. Um, I, like I said, I've done so many many trainings all over the world, and I got a lot of value from all of them from from Tiara Baker, singer Deborah Torres Patel, Andy Harrington, mm-hmm. and overall, nothing is on on paper on a or on in a book what you can work with and. So I made my own professional speaker system and I want, it's my big mission to provide the world with a voice. But what I always also see, it's, it's not always easy to do. So I made my Ease professional speaking system and it's all four letters with all, um, let's say four pillars of public speaking, what will make you into the speaker success solution. That's the overall title of the book. It will be published as I've, as far as I can see now this April. So I will, uh, I will send you a copy when it's ready because it's straight away in English wow. um, because it's my in- international market. It's I, I love the Netherlands, but it's too small for me. I, I like to provide more, uh, for more people than only in the Netherlands. So it will be in English straight away, um, this, later on the, this year. And what I cover in the book, it's, um, in the four letters of ease, it's how to work with energy. Um, because if you have a, a very flat voice or, um, you have uh, an over energetic speaker like, like Anthony Robbins, mm-hmm. it's hard to, to really get the words. There's no landing space. Mm-hmm. Or if there is too much landing space, you will all be asleep. That's more <laughs> like a meditation. So how to work with your energy as a speaker, with your voice, with your body, how to be physically fit as well. Because um, when I did Train a Trainer in London, um, I got the opportunity to energize the room just before a big, big exercise. And everybody was just over the moon excited. Can you imagine just this 500 people bubbly, bubbly, bubbly in the room? And I, I had to make them silence. <laughs> um, with the help from, from Deborah Torres Patel, I was able to do that. Um, and, and later on, I uh, became a, a dear friend of her. And she said, well, uh, I give you that, that time of the day for a reason. I know you could do it. So uh, thank you very much, Deborah. Mm. So I did. But um, there was another one as well. who did a sim- similar thing. And she had to be really active on stage. And she came out of breath. And it was really, really obvious she, she couldn't. Uh, take the energy up because she was physically not fit, and you see that a lot with with overweight, uh, obese speakers. Uh, they they sweat a lot. You can hear it in the voice. You can hear it in the breathing. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to to be physically fit, mm. and 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 use it as an optimum. And uh, the the A in in um, in E is, is for the authenticity. Mm. Uh, you, know, you will read about that later. And the, the S is about the speaker skills. It's the skills you have to, to do, uh, and, and that's, that's mainly this, this 100% success circle for the body language, for the voice use and the content. And the last is the really the secret where no one even speaks about. It's the real engagement. The real connection mm-hmm. with your audience. And I, I share in the book some some lovely secrets, how to get there and make the difference as a speaker. So, it will come, Oscar. It will come.
0: Oh, thank you. I cannot wait to have the book in my hands.
1: <laughs> yeah, I will send <laughs> it to you.
0: Oh, thank you very much. Ning, could you tell us a bit about uh, coaching for TEDx speakers?
1: Oh, sure, sure. TEDx is a completely different field. TEDx is um, working with a time slot, a strict time slot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work for not only in the Netherlands, but also internationally for, for all kinds of uh, TEDx events. And um, you have to make that impact drastically. And it, it's, it's crafting the message, it's, it's making that difference, uh, grabbing your audience from moment one. And TEDx is all about ideas worth spreading or ideas worth doing. So it's all novelties, it's all new things that come up. And I work a lot with scientists. Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> what I discovered that it it's not always their their most developed thing to speak. Okay. <laughs> usually, usually they're very very clever in whatever they design or what they they develop. But um, speaking is is um, totally different. So it's it's getting them into the flow and and the the real. Um, Audience engagement what makes the makes the difference and the time slot it is a very tr- strict time slot I've seen people taking off stage because they went over time mm-hmm. so yeah you better be prepared and um, uh, and for me it's very nice you know I I see so many new ideas I never 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 mm-hmm had uh, uh, any chance to, to know anything about. And it's really, really exciting to be part of that and let them deliver a great thing. And, and for example, you you are in the, the main events as well then. And um, I just had some worms to eat, you know? <laughs> um, all, all sort of strange things happen to you. And I must say, they taste a bit nutty and um, they're okay. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a challenge sometimes. So that's what I do for TEDx.
0: So you even had to do that? It worms for yeah. being a coach in for TEDx. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, everybody in the audience was invited to <laughs> okay. to have some some uh, five star uh, uh, worms or so. I don't know, but it was really fun to do. And of course, I'm into everything. Um, uh, uh, well, it, sh- it should be safe, but if you serve it for 800 people in the room, it should be safe. So yeah. I, I I tried it. So that's what you do as a speaker coach, (laughs) you (laughs) do exciting things.
0: Yeah, lots of exciting things. Nink, please share with us your favorite quotation.
1: Yeah, I've been looking forward to this question. Um, When I started at the Professional Speakers Academy, um, they they have all over room uh, quotations. And one resonated the most, and I always keep them in my mind. Because if you are an authentic speaker, you speak from the heart. But if you are in doubt about yourself. Would your audience believe you? I don't think so. So I would say my favorite quotation is, I believe you if you believe you. And that's a good thing for every public speaker.
0: Yeah, that's correct. Is it, is it your quotation or who's the author?
1: Uh, it's one of the, the um, uh, well, I don't know where it comes from. I think it was from Anita Patini, um, but it's, it's uh, what the coaches from the Professional Speakers Academy use.
0: Yeah, excellent quotation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it's owned by anyone, but I think it's just great for everyone. No matter if you speak to your kids or you mm-hmm. speak to your boss or you speak in front of 500 or 5,000 people. Yes. I believe you when you believe you, and then you're there. It's a basic thing.
0: Oh, yes. Could you now recommend us one book that has inspired you and you is a good uh, read for our listeners? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, sure. Sure. One of my dearest, dearest mentors and life changing people in, in my life uh, would really made the whole transition for me as as, uh, let's say, a nurse or manager um, into my own business is Blair Singer. He's from the United States and he has a really great book. Uh, I have a whole pile here in my office and when I get a new coachee, they always get a free copy of me, just always. And it's called Little Voice Mastery. And Little Voice Mastery has the, the awesome tagline, how to win the war between your ears in 30 seconds or less. And if you think as a public speaker, and you have some kind of little voice in your head, what makes you not believe in yourself, like like my quotation, um, it will show. It will show in your body, it will show in your voice, everything. So if you can be aligned with your own little voices, the voices say, oh, I'm not sure if you can do it. Oh, can you do it in front of 200 people? Oh, I'm not sure if I remember all my words, <laughs> all these little voices if you can just handle them because they will always be there don't don't think you get rid of all little voices because it's it's human nature but if you can bring your little voices empowering you instead of bringing you down it is awesome as a public speaker and that really makes you into a more shining person on stage and more a poor person who can serve the audience
0: yeah the little voices yeah, yes. little yeah, the, voice
1: mastery by Blair Singer.
0: Yeah, little voices will be always there. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely yeah, yeah, agree. Yeah, but
1: let let them be so supportive on you. They're not mm. always bad. Oh, yes. But if they bring you down, you better get mm. sort of get them into their own field, not in your field, to yes. to make you successful. And it's twenty twenty practicing things in the book It's also a very nice audiobook book from, um, okay. but really makes the mind shift. Easily in in a split seconds, you can say thank you for sharing little voice, and then you move on. It, it provides you from. I always say stop stopping. That's another quotation. Stop stopping. Mm-hmm. Just move on. Where others listen to their little voice, stop stopping. Say thank you for sharing little voice and move on because the world needs you. Yes.
0: Nick, now it's time to hear from you. A routine to shine. Could you share with us something practical yes. that you recommend? Yes, to do it yes, but it isn't easy, Oscar. Hmm?
1: Are you? it, it, it isn't. It isn't that easy? Um, I, I hope your your listeners will will practice this a lot because you need it. It's key for speaking. Hmm? I'm talking about breathing, hmm. breathing, and knowing where to breathe, not up. Uh, very high in the chest, but re- really use your body. And what I do is a daily, daily exercise in breathing. Uh, you can do it in the evening to calm your mind. And um, at the same time, practice y- how to breathe anyhow. What I do is breathe in on four counts. You can do it in your own speed, but don't, don't speed it up too, uh, mm-hmm. too fast. So if you breathe in, in count of four, And then hold your breath for seven. Counts or seven seconds and then breathe out in eight seconds. It will control your breathing, a full, deep breathing. I I can show you just just for for once what you can do. You can hear me. But if you are uh, sitting in your chair or laying in your bed, uh, it will really really help you to to feel your breath and if you can control your breath you can help your voice by using the breath and in, in, in the right way shall i shall i do it once yes Let's count in on on four. One, two, three, four. hold on one two three four five six seven breathe out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then you're ready to breathe in again. Just practice this on a daily basis just just five six seven times if you do it in in the evening before you fall asleep, you don't ever ever need any glass of wine uh, pills or whatever <laughs> because it it gives you a really good balance in oxygen um to to calm your mind and and have a good good healthy body. Just give it a try for all your listeners and um uh well it's it supports them
0: yeah yeah that definitely. I'm very aware about yeah. the, the breathing, but yeah, it's, if you don't practice it, something like you have been explaining us, well, you forget, right? You do it now, and then the rest of yeah. the day you forget. And it doesn't yeah, come and,
1: as... and what I see also a lot with uh, a lot of women who want to be on stage, um, they, they, they are excellent in what they want to say. And as soon as they're on stage, they put on enormous high heels, and it gives pressure on, on, the, on the front of your foot and your toes, and it hurts a bit. And as mm-hmm. soon as you have somewhere pain in your body, mm-hmm. the normal way is breathing up really high in the chest. And you can hear this <gasps> grasping sort of for air kind of thing just because they're wearing high heels. I've seen TED speakers just mm-hmm. messing up their, their speech. A really, really good professional speaker, um, just she only could sit down. And breathe normally because she, she doesn't want to get rid of the high heels, but she can't breathe properly. So you can hear her grasping for air and that's not serving your audience. It's distracting. So if you can get your breathing right, um, set, uh, just, just use this and, and, and pause after every sentence with a bit of breath and know what you're doing. You have landing time for your audience. You're never run out of breath and you're a really, really engaging, energetic speaker and that's what everyone deserves um especially all your listeners
0: thanks a lot ning for the piece of advice well now is the end of the interview thank you very much for sharing so many stories in such a short time <laughs> sharing your mission you're welcome you're welcome and these ideas that you you told us how how in the future the the speakers and the listeners will will change for for good
1: yeah yeah, and and I can promise you one little thing. Sure. Uh, in about two weeks' time, I, I will announce a really big thing, what's going on worldwide. Uh, I promise you the scoop. I will get in contact with you so you can share that with your your listeners sure, sure. because I might need a lot of speakers. So you never know. I mm-hmm. keep you posted. Is that okay?
0: Excellent, of course. Thank you. Great.
1: I will, I will.
0: Ning, finally, could you... Tell us how our listeners can learn more about you or follow you. What is the best way? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, you can you can find me um, on on the website. It's www.presentation-master.com, and if you go to the website, um, just claim your free copy of my dashboard for the professional speaker. It's available in English and Dutch audio version or ebook version, and uh, you can start from there. Um, you can find me uh, on Facebook and uh, LinkedIn and everywhere you can find me on the net. I think if I type in my own name in the Netherlands, I think I get f- four pages on Google. Mm-hmm. So you find me anyhow. But um, presentation-master.com uh, is the most important mm-hmm. thing where you can find me.
0: Excellent. Again, thank you very much, Ninke, and okay. all the best.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. And, um, well, keep up speaking for all your audience. We'll do it. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dear listeners of Time to Shine, this is the end of today's episode. If you like our show, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or for more information, visit our website www.timetoshinepodcast.com. Welcome to listen to us again next week.